come back Your dreams were your ticket out Welcome back I'd like to welcome to back in Tim May of the Columbus Dispatch. Tim will be retiring after the Buckeyes' final game this season, whatever that final game is. He's been the beat writer for the Ohio State Football Buckeyes for the Columbus Dispatch for 35 years now. And uh, I want to get to that in just a few minutes, Tim, your, your impending retirement. But uh, first, we've got to talk about the Brett McMurphy situation that uh, arose in the last uh, couple of days. Or should I say the latest Brett McMurphy situation regarding Ohio State? Uh, when you heard about and read about Brett McMurphy uh, and the situation where uh, Urban Meyer supposedly was covering up a racially charged situation regarding former Ohio State wide receiver Trayvon Grimes and former Ohio State wide receiver coach Zach Smith, well, you know, what were your thoughts? What was your first reaction, and, and what were you thinking when you first heard and read about all this? Yeah, I prefer to refer to it as the WatchStadium.com story instead of the Brett McMurphy story because obviously they published it. So with that said, uh, my first, obviously, reaction was, well, that's not what I heard. <laughs> and, uh, you know, that's going back a year ago. And, you know, you hear a lot of things under the, you know, under the table or whatever you want to call it, um, you know, between the doors. You hear a lot of things as, as, as you cover a beat, but that had never that had never come up uh, in any kind of fashion, in any kind of rumbling, uh, when uh, Trayvon Grimes suddenly, uh, as you remember last year, suddenly disappeared. Uh, and as we found found out, you know, a week later, he was down with his mom, who was dealing, we were told, with a uh, diagnosis of a, of a fairly uh, significant uh, disease or, or problem. Turns out, you know, it's the story revealed on Tuesday, uh, ovarian cancer, and he wanted to be with his mom. You know, probably there was some homesickness involved there also for a freshman, but, you know, he was really just starting to sort of break into the uh, possibility of playing more. So it was very interesting. <clears throat> we also know that uh, the Urban Meyer press conference, usually on a Monday, was canceled uh, the week of the Nebraska game, uh, which was interesting. And then you find out he had, he had flown – to uh, Fort Lauderdale along with Zach Smith, the receivers coach, and uh, Tate Martell, um, probably Trevon Grimes' best friend on the Ohio State team uh, from that recruiting class, and Jalen Harris, uh, Trevon Grimes' roommate. And uh, they had flown down there, and I think I think Ryan Stamper was on that was on that trip also, and uh, he's a support personnel for Urban Meyer, but the. It was there, as Urban Meyer said, to show support for a player and his mother who were going through a tough time. And, you know, the inkling started even then that we'd probably seen the last of Trevon Grimes from the standpoint of he probably would end up trying to transfer back down closer to home, which is what he did. Ohio State helped him. Uh, I'm getting to all the details here. Ohio State helped him in that regard with his online classes, things like that. They helped him uh, <clears throat> further with uh, the documenting of his mom's illness, you know, including uh, doctor's affidavits or whatever you want to call them, because the NCAA, for him to transfer to Florida and play immediately, you know, they would, that would have to all be cleared by the NCAA, which finally in, uh, the, in this past summer did it just for the season, before preseason camp started, I do believe. So 
that's all I ever heard about it. And then uh, comes out this story claiming that the reason he left, his dad claimed the reason he left was because the N-word was used in an interaction with, uh, an interaction between him and, uh, and Zach Smith during a practice, uh, last fall. And, uh, and, you know, you know, McMurphy supposedly, uh, qualified it with, uh, his dad's best friend who drove him to Columbus from Indianapolis where he had flown to from Florida to go to help his son. Uh, verified it with him, he said, because Jalen Harris supposedly said it, uh, confirmed that story for them while they were at a, uh, local restaurant having dinner. Jalen Harris uh, refuted that, by the way, that that conversation ever took place or that he said that. Anyway, bottom line is uh, Ohio State jumped into high gear on this because obviously they'd been asked for a comment about it from Brett McMurphy uh, uh, a week or so ahead of time, and uh, they had done their own little investigation of it. And as Gene Smith said, included up to ten people, several players, uh, including uh, the wide receiver core, most of those guys, a trainer, and an assistant strength coach who were there, and found that the, the use of the N-word situation was, did not happen, according to them. And, uh, and yes, there was an interaction, but they wouldn't call it a fight between Trayvon Grimes and uh, Zach Smith. Anyway, as you all know, Bill and others, you know, Paris Campbell, who's an African-American, uh, Johnny Dixon is an African-American. Austin Macker is an African-American. All three are receivers. They immediately jumped on Twitter and said, in essence, this, uh, this story was made up was BS. And, uh, and then, you know, really it's interesting that the president of the university, Michael Drake, going on the word of the investigation that Gene Smith conducted into it, he left no doubt in his mind that it was uh, BS. And, uh, and then Gene Smith did too, and of course Urban Meyer did too. So, uh, that's where it stands. And, uh, the interesting part about all that was, you know, uh, Trayvon Grimes would not talk to the reporter, and neither would Trayvon Grimes' his mom, Leah Grimes. Uh, but then the reporter saw fit to include background information on some, uh, on, uh, Trayvon Grimes' dad, along with his mother, both of whom have had a little checkered past. And, uh, like that was going to prove the story and didn't seem to in my mind and most, a lot of other people's minds, uh, that, you know, some deception was involved. Uh, like I said, I mean, Gene Smith saw the, saw the affidavits from the doctors involved, saw a picture of Leah, Leah Grimes in the, uh, in a hospital bed in the hospital at one point during the whole situation. And, uh, so I guess, you believe what you want to believe, but Urban Meyer was extremely exercised about it, as you could imagine, and uh, uh, in essence said, you know, he might even consider legal action against the reporter and the uh, the website that published the, the story. So we'll see where that goes. A lot of people threaten legal action and never get to it, uh, but uh, we'll see where that goes. Well, you know, with, with all that in mind, um, you know, putting out a story like this and all, and, you know, nobody knows better uh you know journalistic uh integrity and things like that uh what is acceptable what is not than you do tim you know what were your thoughts on you know on that you know as far as uh i guess you'd say having you know 
proof of, of things before putting out a story like that. Well, my thought was is that he didn't he didn't have enough credible evidence. Uh, no one backed up the story except for his his dad and his dad's best friend, and his, he said uh, several unnamed Florida players who supposedly he claims Trayvon Grimes had told the story to. He also claimed uh, Jalen Harris backed up the story, but that was on uh, you know second third hand knowledge, uh, getting that from his from uh, Trayvon Grimes' dad. And since then, uh, Jalen Harris's mom came out emphatically <laughs> denying it. And uh, so, you know, I don't know. There wasn't there wasn't enough evidence or corroboration there, in my opinion, to warrant the story. But they went with it, and they have to live with it. Mm-hmm. Do do you see you know now that this has gone where it has gone? Do you see anything else coming uh, from Brett McMurphy regarding you know? There's a, obviously a lot of high state fans feel like this is is a vendetta. You know, I uh, yeah, I'm not going to go that I'm not going to go that route. I'm not I'm not going to go that route. I know he's been interviewed by several different entities. Uh, I don't see any any need to interview a guy who wrote a story. Uh, what he what he wrote is what it is, you know what I mean? No matter what the background mm-hmm. of it is. And number two, you know, as you know, Leah Grimes uh, lost her job uh, later that day on Tuesday when when the uh, the background he provided about her past, long ago past, uh, was was exposed. And uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, but uh, yeah, I mean, I don't I don't really go past. I don't really get into people's motives because you know. Doesn't matter what your motive was; it you, you are what you write, you know, one way or the other, and uh, that's what I'll leave it at. I mean, you know, for example, when I found out Braxton Miller had hurt his shoulder again in practice that day back in August, uh, well, those many years ago, 2014, uh, that story I wrote that story as quick as I could, but that story came from several people who actually watched it happen, <laughs> and. Uh, were aware of the severity of the injury, and I knew they were severe, aware of the severity of the injury, if you follow my drift. I didn't name mm-hmm. them in the story, but, you know, Ohio State pretty quickly verified the facts in that story. So uh, there are things, you know, you, that you feel really confident in when you write a story about someone and things you don't, and until you do feel confident that you've got exactly the story, you know, pretty much you don't write it. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking, you made an interesting comment there. Uh, uh, you are what you write. So that provides the perfect transition from this topic into uh, my other topic, you know, that you are what you write, and it's not going to be too long until you are no longer writing about the Buckeyes uh-huh. on a daily basis for the Columbus Dispatch. Um, mm-hmm. w- w- you know, you've got retirement coming uh, coming down the road here real soon, Uh about a month and a half or so from now, uh, maybe two months tops. Uh, has that hit you yet? Uh, what this is going to be like, the next chapter, so to speak, for Tim May? Yeah, I mean, it's hit me that I've been looking forward to it. <laughs> and uh, it's also hit me when, you know, like like this story this past week. I mean, you know, it, it's never fun, Bill. In my opinion, I mean, my from my point of view, it has never been fun when you know people's uh, careers and lives are hanging in the balance, you know, 
on certain things you do, certain things you write. And that's why you're, you know, you're careful about it, you know. Uh, for example, I mean, I wrote a story a long time ago when Carlos Hyde had his situation uh, back in 2013, I think it was, preseason back in July of 2013 when when uh, he had an altercation with a female at a local bar. And, uh, and Carlos Hyde, Urban Meyer's initial response was to kick, was to, kicked Carlos Hyde off the team. He rethought it after he'd done it. He rethought it, and uh, but I had already written a little web story that uh, you know Carlos Hyde. It looked like was done, but then they rethought it later in the day because evidence kind of popped up that maybe there were two sides to the story, and uh, basically put him on a, as you know a three game suspension that year. I think it was three games. But uh, bottom line is uh, some of those kind of things kind of happen. But you always you always go carefully into those kind of things. So you know it's affecting. Not just a player or not just a coach, but their families, sometimes a whole program, et cetera. And uh, so those are the kind of stories that always leave you with a knot in your stomach, whether you're right or not, you know. And uh, so I won't miss that. I will miss the one thing I will miss is going to the games. Uh, I've always, since I was, a, you know, as you and I've talked about many times, since I was, can, since I can remember, I have loved college football. I mean, since I can literally remember anything, I know I've loved college football since I was four or five years old. Growing up in Alabama, my dad took me and my older brother Ben to Alabama home games from 61 to 64, and then we moved to Texas, you know. And uh, so I've been not only loved football, my family loved football, and uh, we moved from one football hot hotbed to another football hotbed. And then finally, when I was 22, moved up here, started covering Ohio State when I was 30 years old, the, the, the football team, and I covered the NFL the Bengals and the Browns before that covered three Super Bowls and uh and uh, I've covered, you know, all kinds of like high school and college games, uh you know, of other schools in Ohio and across the country. So I've always looked I've always looked forward to college football season and I always get a little bit of a melancholy feeling when football season is over. I mean I, I will admit it straight up I'm a I love football. And but football's had some good good things and bad things as you well know. And uh, as I, you know, as the old saying goes, you get to peek behind the curtain when you're a sports writer that you didn't get to do when you're nine or ten years old, going to games and sitting in the uh, bleachers and uh, thinking that Bear Bryant did indeed walk on water. <laughs> so, uh, <laughs> yeah, but I'm gonna miss going. I'm gonna miss, but I'm gonna be going to games. Maybe not Ohio State games, but I have all kinds of like uh, ideas about what I want to do next fall about places I've wanted to go and watch football games I've never been before. I'm definitely going to take care of that bucket list. <laughs> well, sounds like uh, there's going to be some neat times ahead for uh, Tim May and the Tim May family. Uh, yes. And speaking of ahead, uh, looking ahead here, we definitely would love to have you back uh, one more time at least before uh, before that time comes that you are retired. Because I uh, we've known each other for 30 plus years now, and I've always enjoyed talking yeah. to you and. Uh, uh, you taking the time to be on these podcasts has been more than great. Well, I, you know this, Bill. I'm always available to you, man, because uh, you're one of my. I consider you one of my great friends, and uh, as well as a great source. <laughs> and uh, so, anytime. And by the way, I'm not dying, so I can come on anytime you need to fill air, man. That's the way I look at it. Well, I definitely am going to remember that because, uh, like I said, we're going to we're going to be doing this uh, one more time before you retire, and then hopefully uh, a few times after you retire. I appreciate your time, Tim, and uh, uh, we'll be talking again soon, my friend. You can guarantee that, brother. Always a pleasure, man.
All right. Take care. Tim May, the Columbus Dispatch.